0: Welcome to Sea of Fire Ministries with James Myers. In this series, we are observing men and women in the Bible, what we can learn from them, and observing God's constant faithfulness in the lives of his people. Today, we discuss the history of Isaac and Rebecca. We hope this message serves to edify the church. Okay, so we are looking at Isaac and Rebecca, as y'all might recall last week. Sorry if I move it after you get started, that's fine. Uh, as we considered last week, Abraham and Sarah, after we looked at Adam and uh, Eve, real quick, real quickly, we also want to recognize while we look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, these are the patriarchs of the Old Testament. Patriarchs, obviously, is the father, really the leadership through the father, and that's where the covenant started with Abraham, and it continued through Isaac, and it continued through Jacob. That's why God is referred to as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Even Jesus refers to him as is under that title, because he's the God of the living and not of the dead. So the first thing we're going to look at today, though, if we can get it moved. Okay, so the first uh, story we're going to look at is the story of Abraham offering, or being called to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. And we find that in chapter 22. And again, we are not expositing the the bible we are looking at the characters in and through this these accounts so we're going to read chapter 22 and talk about it okay now now it came to pass after these things that god tested abraham and said to him abraham and he said here here i am then he said take now your son your only son isaac whom you love and go to the land of moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which i shall tell you So Abraham rose early in the morning, and saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering, and arose, and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, the lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand, and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the, the name of the place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. And your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, uh, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they arose and went together to Beersheba and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. That's all we're going to look at for now for, with regarding this story again we are not expositing each verse. What we want to notice right now is first the the foreshadowing to the offering of Christ. he even in this episode Abraham tells Isaac his son, the Lord God will provide the lamb for a sacrifice that's po- to Abraham, First, let's let's consider this for a moment. God had promised his covenant and, and blessing the nations, blessing the world through Abraham, through the seed of Abraham. And then he remember when Isaac was born, he was the the, the the child of the promise. He was the seed of the promise, right? So to Abraham, that his seed, Isaac, through his seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Now God is telling him to sacrifice his son. So now, now Abraham has two kind of problems here. One is, obviously, how is this covenant going to continue? You know, you promised through this seed, and you, know, you even had me send Ishmael out, which we're going to return to. Real quickly, because we're going to kind of uh, dive into the story of uh, Jacob stealing the blessing of Esau. There are two nations divided there, we'll get to that, but there are two people, two brothers, kind of in enmity with each other. One is blessed, and the blessing continues to the one, and one is cursed, basically, we'll see there, we'll get to that. But uh, Isaac and Ishmael are the same way, which has continued to our contemporary day. So the children of Ishmael, so those that's the seed not according to the promise, you see that in Palestine now, the sons of Ishmael basically warring against the sons of Isaac. So, but real quickly, we we want to recognize that, that enmity that enmity between brothers continues through the, this patriarchal uh, time period. But real quickly, Abraham is stunned. He's he's a little taken aback, but he knows he knows. So if God, if he had heard this voice say, "Take now your son, your only son, and offer him," without him calling his name when god calls him by name he knows that god is commanding him and no matter what whether or not it lines up with scripture he trusts in his god and even in hebrews it t- it says that he believed that god had the power to raise him up from the from the dead isaac so he trusted in god but he also has to offer up his son his only his real true seed of the promise born from uh, uh, sarah Okay, And so this is a struggle for him. And everybody notices because this is where his faith is confirmed. I mean, obviously, he's willing to sacrifice his son, which ultimately, again, ended up happening on Calvary with the Son of God. That stinks, I forgot to start that. Okay. Um, So, but this is a foreshadowing. It's, it's, a, it's a prophecy that will later be filled by the Son of God. But, he, but everybody focuses on Abraham here. And it's true. His faith is confirmed. But we also have to recognize Isaac in this whole thing. So when they first separate, also, it took three days. So from the call of, of uh, God to Abraham to sacrifice his son, he has to journey for three days thinking about that the entire time. So we have to get into these characters. But again, right now, today, we are looking at Isaac and Rebecca. So insofar as Isaac is concerned, he first asks, hey, you know, we've got the wood. I'm glad to be here with you, Dad. We're going to make a sacrifice. This is great. Uh, But, uh, you know, where's the lamb? (laughs) You got the wood, you got your knife, see that. Uh, But, you know, other than that, it's just me and you, you know, and so he's wondering, yes. And his father says, God will provide a lamb. Now by the time they get there, then Abraham's putting the wood in order for a sacrifice. There's still no lamb. Then he starts tying Isaac up and putting him on the altar. All of a sudden, Isaac understands. It doesn't say anything about what Isaac said. However, it does show that he was on the altar ready to accept the sacrifice. He had the same faith as his father. We'll see, it's kind of weaker. Each kind of generation has its own problems that kind of go from that, that, uh, that generation. In fact, that enmity between Jacob and Esau, again, is even stronger than the enmity between Ishmael and Isaac, but we'll kind of get to that. But for Isaac, we also have to recognize the faith that Isaac had in this account. He was ready, he was willing, however God spared him. He was testing his father, but he was also testing Isaac. We, ha- we have to appreciate that. Isaac is 12 years old at this time. and He, also, he already has the faith to accept even death uh, in in the midst of faith. So that's just kind of what we're going to look at with this until we come across it again. This is a magnificent story. But again, the, the ultimate, what we're talking about specifically here is how this affected Isaac and, and also the faith that he ex- exercised in this account and um, uh, in pursuing a, in uh, accounts to come, okay. And again, when we return to this, we will look at it in a completely different uh, way. But again, also the ultimate purpose of this is to foreshadow the God giving up His Son, because God will provide a Lamb for the sacrifice, and He did in and through His His own Son on Calvary. Okay. So Genesis 24, I love this story. It's a long uh, account, but um, well, we're going to read it. <laughs> right. okay. And, okay, let's just read it. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son, from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell but you shall go go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. Really quickly, let's just stop. Let's kind of take these in chunks. So Abraham is old. He's too old to go. Remember, he was sent out from his father's house that was in Haran. That's where Eleazar, that's the name of his servant. Doesn't name him, but his name is Eleazar. Very faithful servant, wonderful servant. So Abraham is too old to go. He's sending Eleazar and he's having him swear. Do not find a wife for isaac among the canaanites remember he's 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 a sojourner wandering around in a strange land he's sending him back to his father's house so that he marries within the family within the faithful family within the promised seed kind of a thing so he's sending out his uh, servant to go do that okay and so he's swearing he's got to put his hand under his thigh and swear uh do 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 Um, so that you will not take a wife for my son from from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwelt but you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac and the servant said to him perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land must I take your son back to the land from which you came but Abraham said to him beware that you do not take my son back there the Lord God of heaven who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family and who spoke to me and who swore to me uh, saying to your descendants I give this land he will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife from my son from there. And if the woman is not willing uh, to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Uh, only do not take my son back there. So, he's telling Eliezer, look, go. If she's not willing, then, then you're freed from this oath. However, go. I know God is faithful, and the angel of the Lord is going to be going with you. And so, I know God is faithful. He will attend to this. Uh, but should you not find one then you'll be released from this oath. But either way, do not take Isaac back there. That's important because what we'll see next week, Jacob flees to his uncle Laban, which is uh, Abraham's old country. But we'll consider that next week. But he is specifically telling Eliezer, do not take Isaac back there. And he doesn't, but okay. It's just important for Abraham. So the servant put his hand under uh, the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took uh, ten of his master's camels and departed. He He's it, a lot like Joseph, where he's got control, basically, of all of Abraham's goods. <coughs> Again, Abraham is like the richest man in the world at this time, and Eleazar basically has his choice of what to take. He takes ten camels um, do, where are we? Behold, do, do, okay, and departed for, uh, for all his master's goods were in his hand. There you go. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor and he made his camels kneel down outside the city by uh, remember Nahor was one of his was Abraham's other brother the other one had died uh, but so this this is important cuz Rebekah is from that line okay anyway and he made his camels kneel down outside the city by well of water at evening time the time when women go out to draw water so he's he's doing this on purpose he knows when the women are going to come out so he's there waiting then he said so this servant of Abraham who's from Damascus Again, let's remember the leader of the, the faithful leaders exude faith in their servants. Eleazar prays to the God of heaven and earth, to Abraham's God. He becomes a follower of God. Uh, so he prays to God, a very faithful prayer. O oh Lord, God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water now let now let it be that the young woman who, to whom i say please let down your pitcher that i may drink and she said and she says drink and i will also give your camels a drink let her be the one you have appointed for your servant isaac and by this i will know that you have shown kindness to my master real quickly so he's developed he's he's setting up th- th- so that i know this is the woman you chose he's not te- he's not really putting god to the test he just wants to make sure not only will she, so I'm going to ask for a, for a drink of water for myself, and if she just gives me a drink of water, that's not the one. <laughs> if she decides, I'm not only going to give you water, but if she shows a servant's heart, a, a, a godly heart, and then f- feeds his camels as well, he's not going to ask for that. He's just going to ask for water for himself. But if she decides to go the extra mile and then uh, uh, water his camels as well, then he knows that's her. Um, And it happened, before he had finished speaking, in fact, God was in a hurry, that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, uh, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, there you go, uh, Abraham's brother, came out with her uh, pitcher on her shoulder. Now the young woman was very beautiful, beautiful to behold, a virgin, no man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. So she said, drink, my lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will, wa- I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back to the well to draw water, and drew for all his camels. So she's not only doing it, she's doing it in haste, gladly doing it. So obviously Rebecca's the one. Uh, and the man wondering at her, he, he's... He's seeing the faithfulness of God. Let's see this. This is what's happening. Abraham is sending his servant out, just like God sends his servants out to find the bride for his son. That's what Abraham is doing, sending his servant out to find a bride for his son. And and to his father's house, to so to the house of the faithful. Again, so we don't marry outside of the faith either. It's one thing when you marry into the... Anyway, that's a whole nother stuff. So. But again, so the father, just like in our situation, the father sends out his servant to find the bride for his son. And that's what's going on here. But the faithfulness of God is what's doing this. And so Eleazar is kind of amazed. You know, he said, uh, do um, where is it? Uh, so, yeah, and the man, wondering at her, remains silent uh, so as to know whether the Lord has made his journey prosperous or not. So, He's beside himself. This happened really quickly, but he's still like, okay, just let's make sure this finishes. I'm going to wait it out. But he's wondering. He's amazed. Um, so it was, when the camels had finished drinking, that the man took a golden nose ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets for her wrists weighing ten shekels of gold. This is very rich, ornamental goods. And it's, it's customary in those days. Uh, it's kind of a dowry, you know, basically. It's kind of a down payment. It's like, you know, uh, and said, whose daughter are you? Tell me, please, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? So she said to him, "I am the daughter of Bethuel, uh, Milcah's son, uh, whom she bore to Nahor again, it's Abraham's brother." Moreover, she said to him, "We have both we have both straw and feed enough, and room to lodge. We're happy to take you in. Happy to take you in. We've got plenty." Uh, then the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. He wasn't worshiping Rebecca. He didn't. He wasn't grateful that Rebecca just turned out to be this great woman. He knelt down, and he's amazed, and he's just so gratified to God and, and just is so grateful uh, that God is faithful. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. As for me, being on the way, the Lord led me uh, to the house of my master's brethren. So again, he's just thanking God for his faithfulness. So the young woman ran and told her mother's household all these things. Now Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to the man by the well. We're going to have to remember Laban, he comes back next week. He's he's selfish, he's greedy, he's very interested in money, okay, that plays a part. Uh, he's helpful to a degree, but um, he likes the money. Um, So Laban ran out to the man by the well, so it came to pass when he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrist, and when he heard the words of his sister Rebecca saying, Thus the man spoke to me, that he went to the man, and there he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? You have all this gold. Please, come on. (laughs) For I've prepared the house and a place for the camels. Then the man came to the house, and he unloaded the camels and provided straw and feed for the camels and water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. There's a lot there, too. Food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have told about my errand. This servant is very faithful. He is not to care for himself until he cares for his master's work. That's essential. Okay. Uh, And he said, speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. This is the first time they hear that. They know who Abraham is. Okay. That's the first time they hear it. The Lord has blessed my master greatly, yeah, very much, and he has become great, and he has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. Now, and Sarah, my wife, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and to him he has given all that he has. Now, my master has made me swear. Uh, er, now, my master made me swear, saying, "You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, and whom I." In whose land I dwell, but you shall go to my father's house and to my family and take a wife for my son. And I said to my master, perhaps the woman will not follow me. So he now he's just uh, recollecting uh, what, uh, recalling what uh, his conversation was with uh, Abraham. So he tells them though that the, that even Abraham said to go to my father's house. So he's ex- he's exemplifying Abraham's faith. That, that's going to be big to this family. It's, it's a that's a that's an important deal. But he's even telling them. Abraham's faith even is, is so strong that he even said the angel of the Lord will follow you so the servant is telling that, them that too. Um, so but before I had finished let's go to verse 45 before but before I had finished speaking in my uh, in my heart there was Rebecca coming out uh, with her pitcher on her shoulder and she went down to the well and drew water and I said to, still recalling, uh, whose daughter are you now if you do yeah uh and i'm okay go let's go to 49 now if you will d- deal kindly and truly with my master tell me and if not uh tell me that i may return to the right hand or to the left so basically he's saying now now is the now is the altar call basically <laughs> now i've given you the message my master sent me i have given you the message now, what's your answer? You tell me, if are you gonna be faithful to my, to my master or not? So I know what I need to do. Either I'm going back with Rebecca, or I'm going back empty-handed and I'm free from this oath. But now it's on you. Um, okay, uh, then, so 50. Then Laban and Bethuel said, uh, answered and said, the thing comes from the Lord. We cannot speak uh, to you either bad or good. Very faithful, good. Uh, here is Rebecca before you. Take her and go, and let her be your master's son's wife, as the, as the Lord has spoken. Oh, gosh, sorry. I just accidentally scrolled up. Um, okay. And it came to pass when Abraham's servant—oh, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, okay, as the Lord has spoken. Yeah. When Abraham's servant heard their, their words, that he worshiped the Lord again, bowing himself to the earth. He continues being grateful each time this, this, this journey uh, God is being faithful to her. Then he, then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold, and clothing, and gave them to Rebecca. He also gave precious things to her brother and to her mother. Um, and he, and he, and the men who went, uh, who were with him, ate and drank and stayed all night. So the journey's complete. Now they eat. Then they arose in the morning, and he said, "Send me away to my master." But her brother and her mother said, "Let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least ten. After that, she may go." Now it's not told. In here but you can assume one of two things one they love Rebecca and so they just want more time before they just send her off immediately but they already saw that this was of the Lord and they confess it all and now they want to pause it for a minute because they want their time what's more likely the case is again this servant is giving precious things to the rest of the family as well and they're likely you know seeing hey if we can get these for another 10 days, that'd be a good, that'd be a good bit. <laughs> uh, but, and he said to them, Do not hinder me, since the Lord has prospered my, my way, which you yourselves acknowledge. Send me away so that I may go to my master. Yeah, I am not to tarry. My, I have one job, one call, and it is to do that which I have done. And now, since you have acquiesced and you said yes, now is to return to my master with uh, a wife for his son. Uh, so they said, "We will call the young woman and ask her personally." Then they ca- then they called Rebecca and said to her, "Will you go with this man?" And she said, "I will go." Rebecca is a very faithful woman, as we will see. So they sent Rebecca, her their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant and his men, and they blessed Rebecca and said to her, "Our sister, may you become the mother of thousands and ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them." Very nice. Uh, then Rebecca and her maids arose and they rode on the camels and followed the man. So, so the servant took Rebecca and departed. Now Isaac came uh, from the way of Lahai Roi, uh, for he dwelt in the south, and Isaac went out to meet, meditate in the field in the evening. So he's going out to, pray to uh, meditate on God's word and to pray. Um, uh, and he lifted his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. For she had said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took a veil and covered herself... That's, that's, that's customary for that time until they're married. So it's not even just, you know, you've got to be, you know, um, not active at all, you know, that kind of thing. But you're to conceal yourself until, until that time. Um, and the servant told uh, Isaac all the things w- that he had done. Uh, then Isaac brought her into his mother, Sarah's, his mother Sarah's tent. By this time she had passed. Uh, and he took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. There you go. So here's a time where, uh, where Isaac is grieving uh, after his mother had died. Who knows if he knew Abraham was sending? Uh, probably not, because Abraham's trusting God. But it would be even worse for, for the grief of Isaac when he's grieving his mother to know that Abraham's sending off his servant, and then he comes back with nobody. That would be pretty tough, too. So I'm sure Abraham did this, you know, kind of in secret. And then this is a tremendous blessing for Isaac. You know, here he he's lost his mom, and here now he has his soon-to-be wife, and then they go into his mother's tent. So basically, Rebecca is taking the place of his mother. Okay. That took a long time. That's all right. Okay, so... Okay, let's go to Genesis, so the next chapter, and we're just going to read verses 21 through 28. Uh, Okay, now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren. So again, remember Sarah was barren, and we'll see that with Rachel, uh, the the wife whom Jacob really loved, was barren as well. So this continues, so uh, because she was barren, the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah his wife conceived. But the children struggled within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. Um, so when her days were fulfilled, were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his uh, which means Harry, literally means Harry. Afterward, his brother came out, and his, uh, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. Jacob means some planter. We've talked about that, and that's gonna we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, Isaac was 60, year old, 60 years old uh, when she bore them. So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, just like Ishmael, uh, a man of the field, but Jacob was a mild man dwelling in tents. Uh, and Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Okay, now let's remember that, that terrible situation between Abraham and Sarah. When they, when they conceived that deal to, to, for Abraham to go into Hagar, and they, she conceived and uh, had Ishmael. And then later, God was faithful, and, they, and he provided Isaac to Abraham and Sarah. And then that caused enmity, and then that's why Sarah commanded uh, uh, that uh, Abraham send them off. And then God even said, "Listen to her." So they send them off. Now, now the two parents still have their favorites. So Isaac's favorite is Esau because he's 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 a hunter and he likes to eat his food. Jacob is is a tent dweller. What does it say? Uh, yeah, who's a mild man dwelling in tents? So he attended. To the tents, to the house, which is more accustomed for the minister. Let me. We'll consider that another time, God willing. But there's a lot there. But um, so one is fairly mild. The other one's a hunter. So Isaac loves Esau. Rebecca loves Jacob. Okay, because God is also, uh, has told her this. Two nations are in your wombs, or, is, or in your womb, not two sons. He says, two nations. Now, that's a big deal We're gonna, we'll wait for another time as well, God willing. However, again, in this account, Rebecca knows that, that God is calling the younger. The, the older shall serve the younger. And she knows that, okay, and which, will take a, which will play a part um, um, uh, when we see that with uh, Jacob. Real quickly, Romans uh, chapter 9, 6 through 13 says, But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect for they are not all Israel who are of Israel nor nor are they all children because they are the seed of Abraham remember but in Isaac your seed, your seed shall be called. That is, those who are of the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God, which was, which is Ishmael. But the children of the promise are counted as a seed. Remember, we considered that last week. For this is the word of the promise. At this time it will come and Sarah shall have a son, which was Isaac. And not only this, but when Rebekah uh, had also conceived by one man, even by her father Isaac, for the children not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, now, out of works, but of him who calls, it was said to her, The older shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. Which comes from Malachi, chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. It starts right there. <laughs> but so this goes back to the, the difference between the children of the promise through God's covenant and God's faithfulness and the children of the flesh, which is through uh, Ishmael. Okay, let's jump to... oh good. I start with Genesis 27 on here. So, uh, and we'll, okay, we'll read all of this until 28 verse 5. We all know this story pretty generally, right? We could just talk about this and not read it because we'll read it some other time. Let's just consider it without reading. Are you all familiar with this story generally? No? Okay. (laughs) So, basically... Isaac gets Isaac's old. He's up there near he's blind. He becomes blind because he's so old. And basically it gets to be the time where he's got to Esau is the first son and he doesn't care about his birthright. His the birthright was is given to the firstborn son, which would mean like the land, most of everything goes to the older son, basically. So it it comes time where he's near nearing death and so he calls in Esau, his oldest, and says I'm near death. I don't know how much time I have, but it's time for me to bless you. So go hunt some game and make me a savory, you know, soup. I like your soup, so go and do that, and I'll bless you. You know, so he does it because it's necessary for a sacrifice. Okay, okay. So and Rebecca overhears, and remember, Rebecca received the Lord the the word of the Lord that Jacob is the promised seed. Okay, so she overhears and then she went to Jacob and says and says basically look i just overheard you know uh, your father just sent off esau and he's about to bless him so go find two young goats or lambs yeah you know, it could be either or and bring them to me and i'll i'll uh, serve them up uh, and and we'll 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 give this to your father Real quickly, uh, Hebrews 11.20 says, By faith Isaac blessed uh, Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. We'll get to the blessing of Esau as well uh, next week. Uh, Leviticus 16 says, And he shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the go- of the goats for a sin offering. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the uh, door of the tabernacle of the t- congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats. One, f- So this is the, the scapegoat. Two Uh, one goat is is offered for the sin offering and the other one is a scapegoat basically that's what's going on here i think moses was going back to this account when he when basically esau is the scapegoat that's driven into the wilderness and, and and jacob becomes basically the sin offering we'll look at that some other time god willing so so she says you know go and get me two kids but then jacob is like well Esau's a really hairy man, you know. How how am I gonna? What if you know I go into my father and he realizes it's me, and instead of a blessing, he gives me a curse, and then we're all in trouble. (laughs) Then we're all in trouble. How what if he finds this stuff out? And she says, "Your curse be on me." Basically, I know God has called you, and and this is the way we're gonna do it. It's very deceitful. Rebecca should have gone into Isaac, but she probably knows he wouldn't have agreed. We don't know. They, they were faithful to each other, but they weren't perfect. So they're all, she's conniving this whole thing and, and, or, and, and bringing it to pass. So, but, so she makes uh, a, a, a sleeves, basically, of, of wool. So when if Jacob were to feel him, he would feel hair, right? So she makes the meal and tells him to take it in. He takes it in and he says, here I am, Father. And, and Jacob first hears him. And so he says, Who are you, my son? He says, I'm Esau. That's going to play a part next week. Let's remember that. He says, I'm Esau. And we'll get back to that next week. But he says, I'm Esau. And he says, "You know, How did you uh, receive the game so quickly? How, how did you already prepare this so quickly? And Jacob says, God provided the, 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 the meal, basically the hunt. That's very deceitful. Now he's attributing this to to God. He's lying, and now he's saying the way this whole ha- thing happened quickly is by God. Again, consider that uh, more God-willing next week when we look at Jacob. This is what's going on to Isaac, okay? So he, he says, okay, let me let me eat of it, and then I'll bless you. And so he does. He, he gives it to him, and he eats, and he still he still doesn't quite believe that it's Esau. So he says, Come here, Esau. You know, come on, come on over here, and and he he gives him he has him go down so he can kiss him, and while he does that, he feels his arms, which are hairy, and his mom had kind of uh, put in, put one of uh, Esau's garments around him, so he kind of smelled like him too, and so he says, "You feel like Esau, you smell like Esau, but the voices of Jacob's," and but Jacob reassures him that it's him, and he gives him the blessing. He gives him the blessing, and then Esau comes back and he's distressed. Esau had already sold his birthright. Esau didn't care until it came to be time, which is another story we will consider next week when we look at Jacob. But to Esau, I mean to Isaac, he's this whole thing is 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 a trick, you know? And then when Esau comes back, he's distressed. And 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 Esau's like, "Just give me the blessing. Give me the and he says, "I can't." I already gave it to your son. And so he does give him another minor blessing. But, and y'all can read about that. But, so Isaac is, is tricked. He's tricked. And then Esau starts marrying the Canaanite women. And, and, and he says, though, once my father dies, I'm going to kill Jacob. And Rebekah knows that. So Rebekah needs to send Jacob off. But he can't, he's, she's not going to tell Isaac this. Because this is just going to compound the problem. So she says, basically, I am weary of all of these these women that Esau is marrying. I, I beg of you, do not let Jacob marry any of these women. Send him off to my father's house to his uncle Laban, which we will consider next week. And that's what he does. And he blesses him as he goes. So let's go ahead and read that part. Because it's kind of beautiful. So uh, 28... Um, Let's just go 28one uh, 28, 1 through 5. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, this is after he had already blessed him. You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Badan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of the people, remember that's church, uh, and give you the blessing of Abraham. Uh, to you and your descendants with you that you may inherit the land with, uh, in which you are a stranger which God gave to Abraham so Isaac sent Jacob away and he went to Padan Haram Aram, to Laban the son of Bethuel the Syrian the brother of Rebekah the mother of Jacob and Esau which we will consider next time God willing um, yeah okay so basically that's it in a nutshell for Isaac and Rebekah and again this leads into next week with Jacob and Jacob is a much longer story in Genesis, so we might have to divvy that up into parts. I don't really know yet. I, I'm still trying to figure out if we can compress that somehow. Um, but we might have to divvy that up into two parts. But as it relates to Isaac and Rebekah, there are other stories. There's actually, uh, in chapter 24, there's a big story about um, uh, a bunch of the Philistines had filled up the wells that Abraham had, had, had dug. And because Isaac is prospering a bunch. And in one of uh, Martin lloyd Jones's revival sermons, he, he points toward, because Isaac has to redig these wells, and he points to that it's really, it's really a depiction of the word of being suppressed, the word of God being suppressed by the Philistines because they fill the wells, and, and Isaac returns to his well, the wells of his father and digs them up. So basically, the word of God is returned in the well of his father. But, you know, we, I didn't think we were going to have enough time, and we wouldn't have. But it's another great story to consider, though, hopefully again. Uh, God willing, we, we, we'll consider another time. Again, we're looking at the characters of these people specifically, and even more specifically, God's faithfulness in the lives of these people. Even Jacob tricking Isaac and all the rest. God is abundantly faithful even in and through that okay any questions thank you for listening to sea of fire ministries we hope and pray this has blessed you in your walk with God and we hope you join us again next week you have been listening to sea of fire ministries where the word of God is life